0: Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. We are talking about Education Matters today with Hannah Davis, the Communications Supervisor with Putnam County Schools. Hannah, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Well, it's great to um, see you again uh, in a new year. This is uh, going to uh, be our first time together in in uh, 2023, so we've got a, a lot to talk about. But not everyone knows you, I'm sure, so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your job at putnam county schools and and about the career that led you to this job?
1: yeah, so let's talk a little bit about um what I do now, so as a communication supervisor, um it wears many hats, um, but everything kind of falls under the category of telling the story and better communicating to our about our school system and to our families um so I spend a lot of time um looking for ways and finding ways to better our communication systems um, to um, just overall be more consistent in the communication. But really through that, telling our story and who we are in the school, the great things happening in our schools. And from, you know, the best of the things to crisis communications where you don't want to be a lot, but you still have to have those people in place for those those times and situations. And so um, I kind of do a little bit of all that from social media to website management to letters that go home to parents to uh things that we i like to keep hidden but mr king likes to you know talk about so um so it's been it's been good it's been a great um i'll be two years um february 1st so yeah so it's been a a long and exciting time um just Learning all that there is in education. It's been great.
0: Hard to believe it's been two years.
1: Yes, yes, it's been two years. And so, um, what led me to communications in a school system? Um, I spent some time in the music industry the first two years. Um, I, I interned throughout college and kind of stuck in that rural world for a little bit, and then moved myself into healthcare marketing uh, and PR at um, our local medical center. So, spent a lot of time there loved my moments there such a time of growing and and learning about healthcare and all the ever changing um, mm-hmm. moments that happen um, there as well so it, i easily transitioned into a different industry where it is just as 24/7 as our healthcare um industry and so dealing with many crisis and fun and exciting stories and also um, it's just it's been a fabulous to be in in Putnam County again, doing something great.
0: Uh, well, both have great stories to tell, and and both are really important roles. Uh, you left healthcare just about the time the pandemic was tooling up, though. So, yes, that was a, 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 a fortuitous time to move.
1: I spent about a year with COVID, and then went to the education system and spent some more time in COVID.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so
1: I definitely got two worlds of COVID and. It disrupted a lot of industries for sure.
0: It sure did, and and a lot of families in yes. in a variety of of ways. Well, you mentioned that you uh, you like to talk about communications, yeah. and and you've got a new communication system in the in the Putnam County school system. So, we want to uh, we want to talk about that. So, yeah. if you would talk a little bit about some of these new tools and how they benefit the students and the families.
1: So we've been communicating with our families and um, our district about some new tools that we have that are – we have a mass communication system, which is more of an internal matter, but something that we like to communicate to our families about because it's how we communicate with them. So the newsletters that come out from Mr. King, um, his weekly wrap-ups, from our school communications to our emergency communications. Um, When we get school closings, weather-related incidents and delays and closures, like – This is the system that we use to communicate to our families. So it was important that we um, communicate with them that the change was happening because with any new system, technology is technology, and it's going to have little kinks that you have to work through. And so we um, definitely have continue to work through those things, but communicating to parents that this change is for the better. And the reason we say that is, we really are able to hear what our parents are saying through multiple platforms that we can talk about a little bit later. But we've gotten feedback that they want to be communicated via text. Um, that is huge. And we could do a little bit of that for sure through our, our old platform, but not to the consistently consistency level that we have with our new mass communication system. So it's a one-stop shop. You can email out, you can um, text out, you can do a phone call, and it's all from one platform and it goes out. And so, again, still working out some kinks and where certain information lives within this new system. But one that will be very beneficial and we're already seeing the benefits as I go out to ball games with the kids and uh, my kids. Um, I have parents walk up and they're like, we love the new text messages like, you know, so you know that there's there's. There's good feedback out there, and it's what they they were looking for. And so,
0: and so, talk a little bit about your website and your your you you mentioned text messaging, but just talk about how that's working.
1: So our website um, is all our school system. All all of us got a new website. So all the schools got a new websites, and our district got a new website. We have had um, there's still things to work out. We really look at the user friendliness of that. We wanted um, information to be quickly Found on our website. And so we, you know, working in this industry, you've never fully arrived in marketing and websites. And so as you go into it, you're listening and you're kind of seeing how you can better improve these systems. And so we hope through um, these two new tools um, so far this year that we um, are helping that communication to be more consistent. And when we send out a message or an alert, through our mass comm system, that it, it it listens and it feeds to our website, so everything is kind of going out. So families are are alerted and communicated with in the best possible way.
0: Well, I I went up on your website um, earlier this week just to get prepared for this, and I was amazed, impressed with uh, the vibrancy of it. I mean, it, it grabs you the moment you get on, and just seems to have a lot more action a yeah. lot more uh, energy
1: well we definitely wanted to showcase you know we we engage inspire achieve it's what our tagline is what our mission is and so as we go through this everything we do is engaging inspiring and achieving with our students in our in our classrooms in our schools in our district and so we want to showcase that so we hope that when people visit our website they're seeing that in action and so that energy is there and so um we, we have a fantastic school system, a lot of amazing things going on. And I want to mention just really quickly a few tools that we have in, we have had in place for a little bit, but we've not really spoken a lot about. One of those, are, it lives on the website. It's called Let's Talk, and it is a way that community our community members can give us feedback. So they can go to the Let's Talk on the home page. It's right there on the side of the homepage. page. Um, you click that, and whatever item you're looking, whoever you're needing to communicate with, you can go and it directly, it takes you directly to that person. Kind of cuts, that doesn't go to a feed or email, it kind of go, goes straight to that. So if you have a student service question, it goes there. If you have a data and testing question, it goes to that supervisor. And so those, those questions are answered timely and in a quicker manner. And so we have that. We also have our PowerSchool Parent Portal. This is something that a lot of our parents know about, but it's really a way to engage in your child's education. This is where you're going to see from the school and the classroom level what your child's doing, the grades, um, the information. This is where that lives. And it's such a great tool for our families to see what our kids are doing in our school system during class. And then the last one I want to mention is our Titan app, which is our school lunch and school nutrition app. Um, This app is one that we can that parents can log into and they can see their kids' lunch balance and they can see, they can apply for free and reduced meal applications. So all of that lives within our Titan app. So those are some that we've had in place um, for some time and um, they're great tools and communication tools that we have going.
0: Boy, there's a lot going yeah. on. There's just a lot of different things to, to sort of drill down into uh, there. And, and we're going to, uh, Going to do that in the in the second segment, but maybe to start with, let's talk a little bit about. You don't just magically come up with these these things. How does the school system decide to go there?
1: Yeah, so that is a fantastic question. We have several um, ways that we pull in that information, um, and um, one of those things is we send out a family engagement survey um, each year in January. Um, this is one of our larger surveys it's actually happening until January 31st and so we are that provides us really valuable feedback from our our families we take this survey in the state and we break it down and um, it's it's asking questions that are school specific and classroom specific but also district specific so you're really able to see what what families and how they view these different things good and bad And then we take that feedback and um, it is an anonymous survey. And the reason we do that is so we can we ask you where your child goes to school, because then that helps us to be able to tell that school, here's your feedback. But it doesn't give any identifiable information. So I don't know who is saying what, but I see the feedback and I know it needs to be looked into or fixed or I can be like, hey, we're good at that. And our schools are the same way. And so, you know, we talk about a new communication tools. We've got many more coming in the new year and the next year, but we would not have known that if it wouldn't have been for consistent data that we've received back from that survey the last two years. And it's been consistent with, we want you to text us. We want you to email us next, but we want you to text us. And if we're closing, call is great too. But, you know, with that feedback, it allows us to know you want consistent communication. When we're seeing that it's, it's important. So that the surveys that we send out um, are absolutely looked into. They're not just for us to fluff out there. They're, we take that data, and we really do look at it.
0: Good. We're going to talk more about how you look at that in yep. just a, a minute. We're going to take a quick break. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Hannah Davis, and we're talking about uh, Putnam County Schools, but particularly about communication systems and about the surveys that they use to to help design those communication systems. So we were talking about how the school system decides uh, on these new approaches to communication, and you mentioned you do surveys, and then – you, you do them in January and early in the year, uh, at least the, the parent engagement one. How long does it take to roll that out, and who makes decisions based on the surveys?
1: So when we receive our family engagement survey back, we have our family engagement coordinator, Jackie Reynolds, who really takes that data and breaks it into school reports, and that information goes out. And it is, that, is, that information is what drives our family engagement plans, for each of our schools. Each of our schools has one of those plans. And so they take that data and they make informed based decisions based off of this survey that they can implement and change in the next school year. So um, as you, as I said earlier, um, two years of consistent um, answers about communications and how families crave and want that. Um, Sometimes it takes us a couple surveys to say, okay, this is consistent. Like, we are seeing this over and over, and then we begin to look into what can we do? What are the action steps needed for us to really drive this strategy and, and to to help meet that for our families? And so it takes some – sometimes it can happen immediately, and, you know, it's simply, hey, this, you know, this is not going well. Let's fix this, and that's an easy fix. Or, you know, one of the questions on the survey is, like, when's the best time to have a family engagement meeting um, or an event, so math nights and all these fun events that schools have. Um, if everyone's saying afternoon, then the important decision is we can put that into place next school year, and, and we can start doing it in the afternoon. Um, but from a communication and like these tools that really drive in the district side, those those are that information is is pulled in and looked at and over a consistent amount of time because it's a big investment when we choose to dive into something. That, that changes in the district. There's a lot of dollars that go into that, and so we want to make sure it's the right thing for our, for our district and our families.
0: And how many different kinds of surveys do you do in a typical year?
1: So this is a great question. Um, we've had a little bit of a different year. Um, we've had more surveys this year than we typically have. Um, that's in part because we have a new school that needed to be named that we're building, the new Parkview school, um, the K-4 that's being built, and, um, we had a strategic planning. We're in the middle of strategic planning right now. And so we had a community input survey that came out. Um, and so that those specific ones come out, um, when the time is right. It's not every year. Um, we do have like, we had a calendar committee. Um, we planned the next three years of the school, uh, the next three school years and we needed community input from that. Um, so you're not going to get that every year. You'll get that every two years. But we've had three, at least three surveys that are have come out. So I would say, you know, two to three a school year is pretty typical. Um, we don't want to bombard families with bunches of surveys, but we want their feedback. And one thing I can add is that we've really tried to invest in our student voice. Um, We did a survey out to our students, which we did send to our parents because we have elementary parents and they can read it off to their kids and let them do it. But it was on school lunches and breakfast. What do they like? What do they not like? Why are we serving food that our kids don't like? Let's let them have a voice in that. So our school nutrition worked up a survey and we sent that out to our families, put QR codes in the cafeteria for our kiddos with our students with phones and let them take that survey, and we we had a decent response, and they were able to take that and make informed decisions with it. So you see that um, there are surveys that we have throughout, and it makes a difference.
0: It would be interesting to know if you surveyed parents and students in parallel if the students had the same lunch preferences as the parents (laughs) did for their students. That's
1: probably true.
0: But it's great that you're getting that feedback, and and I would think the students really appreciate being asked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we do that again with our ESSER survey. So with all the ESSER money, um, the federal funds that we got, um, we are required to ask um, kind of in the – Summer, fall, and then a winter, spring survey just to kind of make sure that they understand how we're spending our money. And we ask them that. So, and we want student voice in that too because it's their schools and we want to make sure that they're seeing that benefit too. So, those surveys do come out. So, I would say maybe we're up to four a year at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> I forget about our ESSER. But we do, uh, we do. We have an ESSER survey going on until March right now.
0: Well, family engagement is it, it's just an important topic. Absolutely. And, uh, the fact that the schools are trying to reach out. Uh, that's really important to um, um. To it, it's a compliment to the to the school system that yeah. you're that you're doing that kind of thing. What other ways can parents or guardians, families in general, what other ways can they engage with schools?
1: Yeah. So um, I have I have two big things. Well, only three that we really encourage our families and engaging in their, in, in their schools, um, sign up, make sure that you um, have your information um, correct and it's up to date in power school or at your school level. Um, and when it changes, whether you've moved or you've got a new cell phone number or you've changed your email address that happened to me, I had an email address for 20 years and I'm like, I need a new email address. So, you know, making sure that you go into the system or let your school know that this has changed um, because you're not going to receive the information And these alerts that we've talked about during the segment to um, if you're not engaged or you have the right information. So making sure that your stuff is up to date. Um, We will be sending out text messages, emails, attendance reminders, occasionally phone calls, especially the emergencies, um, important school updates. Um, So this goes for both school and district. This is a huge piece of them engaging with their school and being in the know. Um, The next is to connect, so to follow the social media accounts. If you have social media, make sure you're following them. Not everyone uses this as an outlet, but it's good to know if you do have social media, to be following them. Um, Get connected with the two-way communication apps that they have, Um, whether that's Remind or Dojo, um, or there's many, many others that they use, but if they're using those, make sure you're connected and and reading those messages. And then it kind of changes a little bit from elementary and middle to um, high school but elementary and middle school make sure you know you're looking for those I mean the some of them are emailing newsletters so you want to make sure again your email's up to date and then some of them are sending them home in their backpacks so those important information.s check the folders look in the backpacks when you get to high school it gets a little bit different <laughs> they do utilize so- social media too um, and so you're going to find um, phone calls and emails and social media is the way our high school High schools really communicate um, with our with our um, families and so um, those are important and then we can talk a little bit so those are some ways and again web I, I mean I've heard several of them they update their websites so if there's something that you're not thinking of they'll go go to the website too so social media websites. those are ways to really engage in the communication that's happening in our schools
0: a lot of different ways and while we're on social media we ought to um, we have to talk about the importance of knowing what kind of media your students are using and uh, checking on it every now and then, because those can be sources of cyberbullying. They yeah. can they can also get into some pretty rough stuff on media. So it's good for a parent every now and then. I know it's delicate as they move to high school, but uh, it's good for them to know what their students are looking at on media.
1: Absolutely. They need to monitor that, and, and there's many ways to do that. Um so we we do encourage our families to to practice safe safety online safety in social media um, and there's many resources out there in our student services um, director and there's some there's some um, resources on um, our website now with cyberbullying and we want to make sure that we have safe schools and that includes online and off you know and in the classroom so absolutely it's great
0: lot to think about and uh, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and Talk about emergency situations a little bit. Welcome back to Local Matters. We're talking to Hannah Davis, and we're talking about the communications rollout, the new communications system in Putnam County schools. Hannah, this time of year, it's always important to talk about some emergency situations. So let's just talk about how the school system uh, communicates with parents and families and, and the world uh, when emergencies come up, snow days are an obvious example. it's not quite an emergency, but really important
1: so it's really funny um, with snow days when we transferred over to this new mass communication system we are t- we, we know that text message is the primary way that families want to receive communication. however, there is a big stigma on like the king has called or it and so <laughs> when <laughs> That when the school delays or the winter weather closings happen, the phone call is very important. We have we had the it's so fun to see what schools do when there's prediction of snow. They'll have bulletin boards and all kinds of things decorated with call it, call it. You know, it's so funny. So um, we love the enthusiasm. But there is a big emphasis on that. So that's a. That's a good, and, and it shows that the consistency in that communication has paid off. People expect it, they know it, they want it, and so that's good, and good for us to when we're evaluating. And so um, in emergency situations or um, with weather related, it, they're, they're very similar, and then sometimes we handle them a little bit differently. Um, we use text messages. In emergency situations, we'll start kind of there. We really use text messages and emails to communicate out what's going on, A little bit of what there will be phone calls every once in a while. We'll tell you a little bit about why we're using those platforms. When we have an emergent situation or some kind of event happening at a school, we're constantly updating throughout that situation to parents. So if we're calling you every two to three minutes, you might get a little bit frustrated or um, not. I mean, you might like it, but, you know, it's just a lot coming at you at one time where we really do see that the the text messages are are useful and um and the same kind of goes with social media if we're constantly posting the update on social media it could be every 2 three, 3 minutes now sometimes um you might hear get a text message every 2 minutes and then sometimes it may be 20 to 30 minutes before you get another one and so we as we let those you know events evolve that's kind of um how we handle that and so I, again that Having a cell phone and an email address on file is so important because we really do. And, in, and then in, in certain circumstances, you will receive a phone call um, and you'll see it on social media. Same with whether um, whether you're going to get a phone call. <laughs> we know they want a phone call. So phone calls happen um, and then text messages, emails, social media, website alerts. It's all going out um, during that time. So. Um definitely want to be in the know with our weather related closings because we start making those if it happens overnight into the early mornings we're up three thirty four o'clock making those calls and so we won't we won't bother you until around i think the policy is after five a m but after that, you'll probably hear something if we're going to close
0: schools. Yeah, and it, it's not a spur-of-the-moment kind of decision most of the time, is it?
1: There is a lot that goes into making that decision. Um, we really do work so well with our emergency management agency. We we There's many weather um, agencies that we work with to make this decision. When it's those early morning calls, we do have um, drivers that go out and test the roads for us. Um, we know that higher elevations we're going to and where some of our schools are located we're going to get a little bit more ice and weather there. We've got to have buses that are able to ride up and down mountains and and different things and so if there's ice if there's if there's that I mean a problem we're going to probably call schools. Yeah student safety
0: is important and those buses aren't aren't the most uh, flexible things on ice and snow.
1: It's true and I think funny um, we I had someone tell us um, once that up north they get a little bit more of a powdery snow and i don't know if this is true but it's a little bit more powdery but in but down this way there seems to be more ice that we see when we get this type of weather now i'm not a weather expert and i know several that are out there probably saying don't say that don't say that <laughs> but this is what i've been told so um i think that you know ice is a little bit different sometimes you know it's a little bit different than than powdery snow so
0: well the other things that have happened in recent years we've had um, very real tornado events here in this county that affected the schools especially in the Baxter area but um, talk a little bit about the planning that goes into that and then the actual day the event happens because that one you can't predict as well but you've still got to communicate
1: every situation that you have is, um, unique and different. There, there's certain plans you can put in place, but really until you engage in the event, when you see the event unfold, you don't know what to do with it. And Putnam County's had, um, two with going through COVID and going through the tornado. They're just, they were both very traumatic things that happened in our community and, um, you have to be prepared. And so, Some of the things we do within our schools, every 30 days we're required to do fire drills. Um, We're also, uh, within the first 30 days of school, an intruder drill is supposed to take place. Um, Other drills are also done. um, We get to choose one other drill to do throughout the year. Um, That could be a tornado drill, which seems to be the more popular choice. And there's others that they can choose from as well, but we see that. Um, And then, you know... There are emergent, county-wide emergency drills that are ran, and the school system is usually involved in that as well because it impacts our schools. Um, and so uh, we do have um, school emergency response teams, our CERT teams, um, in th- that meet throughout the year. We have one at every school. It's their job to respond to these situations. They go through trainings. They understand how to, do, um, to handle emergent situations, and they lead their schools um, if an event takes place. Um, so having this. And then new this year – is um, sending out fire safety messages um, to students and staff. So over the intercom they have to do four a year and that's something to remind them whether it's like heater, you know, heater safety, um, campfire safety, there's something within there that they're doing that's related to um, fire specifically. Um, And so with the tornado going back to that um, the way you plan for that. I was not in this particular role when the tornado came through. It was in a different role. And um, I would assume that most of the communication that was happening was very um, Putnam County was kind of all waiting on the same message to go out so that it could be consistent. And so I would think that when you have an event that is that large, you're leaning on many different agencies to help feed you that information, to be consistent with whatever. I think consistency is the biggest part of big events, whether um, from tornado to, to a pandemic um, you have to be consistent in what you're putting out. And that requires communication and being involved and having people know and feed on the ground, know what's going on so that you can, you can communicate that effectively. And then pushing that out, you know, I, can't imagine that through the tornado they were not pushing stuff out via social media. I mean there are many things happening um, with uh, within the tornado, and so I think you can't ever truly be prepared for that, but you can sure be proactive in how you prepare for that. and so um, you know a lot of it with school counselors it, it, go, it goes a lot of different ways. It wasn't just the physicalness of what was happening. you had people. Like they needed counselors. They needed help in this way. So there is a lot more safety that goes into it than just the physical safety. Yeah, it's also it's, the mental it's safety. It's as well. amazing
0: to think about uh, the school bus drivers have mm-hmm. to be involved. The The counselors do. The teachers do. At the individual yeah, classroom absolutely. level, there are emergency protocols that they've got to deal with. Yeah. But at Mr. King's level, he's talking to. Putnam County or state emergency mm-hmm. services yes. and to the highway patrol and the fire department. And yeah. there just are so many agencies involved that it takes a real team to roll those things out. And
1: while all of the bigger things coming on with the, this with actually the County and, and specifically with the tornado, I can't imagine the hearing, seeing in, Figuring out the logistics side on the school side, you've got to figure out how bus drivers are going to get where they need to go, and how we're going to get kids home safely, or what what we're or to school or not to school. I mean, well, there a lot was, of roads are closed. Yeah, they were closed, and so and and you know even when roads started opening back up, those those did not, and so um, for a while, and so I, there was a lot of logistics I can't imagine in in planning that, and a lot of it just again full circle, it was communication. We had to communicate. We have to continue to communicate to our families and communicate with each other and to the agencies as well to make sure that families and community members knew and were informed and knew what to do.
0: Well, speaking of communications, let, let's give an update a little bit on, on the planning for the new school. So we've got some major activity happening out in the southwest part of town. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so new Parkview School um, is is going right along. Um it's being built a K four, so um they're excited um to to roll in there and start building. We're predicting um it's out in the new industrial park, um south east side of town.
0: South west, so, yeah. yeah, west. Yeah, west, sorry, yeah. sorry,
1: yeah. southwest, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay. Um southwest side of town and then um you know we hope to see that project finishing up and hopefully opening at the beginning of the twenty twenty four year. You know, everything is a time capsule when you hate putting a date on it, but that is what we would hope to see in our school system. And I
0: know Mr. King has already talked to the Planning Commission and the, the County Commission about beyond that, uh, what's coming. And uh, there was talk of a high school, but the real focus is on more elementary and middle school activity. Yeah.
1: So, you know, we we would love to see the wing be added on to our Parkview school um, before other things happen. Mr. King has mentioned that. Um, but, you know, our, I had a conversation with several families not long ago, and it was on the fact that their their family members who are in high school um, are not really at high school all day long anymore. It looks different than it did when we went to school. That's true. And so, you know, um, not all, um, all the students are in the building at the same time, even though it, it is still full. Um, they, they are doing other things, work-based learnings. They're doing um, CTE courses. They can go to Vol State, TCAT, Livingston, dual enrollment classes. There are a lot of options for our our students, especially in high school. Um, And so, you know, when you look at that, I'm sure it impacts the numbers of what you really need. And right now you're going to be filling these elementary and middles. And and then um, and then high schools are a little bit different there, you know, so it's. It's it's exciting to see.
0: It is exciting, and and there's a lot to talk about. The great thing is, uh, Mr. King, you, the system, they're all trying to communicate as much as they can. And I thank you for coming out today and talking with us about some of these new communication systems. Thanks for your hard work.
1: Hey, thank you for having me and letting me speak.